you are, are able, that you would come this Thursday at 7 p.m. for our Monday Thursday service. Uh, we will have a, a special time of communion uh, Thursday night at the service, and uh, we would just invite all of you to come and be a part of that. And then one week from today is Easter Sunday, uh, and so Sunday morning we will have our Easter sunrise service beginning at 7.15 in the morning. I know that's early, that's early for me, um, but we will begin at 7.15 in the morning for our sunrise service, followed by a pancake breakfast uh, in, our, in our fellowship hall. And so we, we would invite all of you to come for our, our sunrise service and our breakfast next Sunday morning, and then we'll have our regularly scheduled Sunday school at 9.45 and service at 10.55. And so we would invite all of you to come back and be a part of our Easter service next Sunday. Uh, just a few reminders, today is the last day that the, the youth are selling Boston Butts uh, as a fundraiser for trips this summer. If you have not ordered a Boston Butt and you would like to do so, uh, you can come and find me or Mary or a youth this morning, uh, and we would be happy to sell one to you today. Um, and so if you have not done that, today is the, the last day to, um, to make that happen. Uh, I would also like to remind you that this coming Wednesday, which I believe is the, the, the 23rd, um, is the last day that our church is taking up uh, collections for the Honduras mission trip. I know that um, Hannah Thurman and Celeste Thurman are, are going to Honduras this summer, and there may be others, um, but we are collecting flip-flops, tennis balls, and sticks of gum. Um, and so there are, are, are boxes, there are bins set up uh, around the church and, and in different places. Um, if you would like to come uh, and, and donate those things, this coming Wednesday is the last day to do that. Um, and so we would invite you to, to do that as well. Uh, we, we are so glad that you are here this morning at Boiling Springs Baptist Church on this Palm Sunday. Um, we, we hope that this is a, a morning that is meaningful to you as we prepare our hearts for worship as we prepare our hearts for this Passion Week that we have ahead of us as we, we celebrate the death, the resurrection, and the life of Jesus Christ. We would invite you to turn your hearts toward Jesus this morning, and we would invite you to worship along with us as we continue in our worship. As Alan said, today is Palm Sunday, and this is the day when we remember Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem that began the week leading up to the crucifixion. As we prepare to sing our first hymn, which will be hymn number 126, All Glory, Laud, and Honor, let us remember together the first Palm Sunday. The Gospel of John describes the scene this way. The great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him. They shouted, Hosanna, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the King of Israel.
Morning. How are y'all today on this supposed to be spring day? Short week for school, aren't it? Yeah. Yep. You have a special day this week, don't you? Can you, what you're going to do this week? Go to school, aren't you? Pre-K day for Miss Georgia. This morning we saw people walking in waving these things. What are these called? Palm branches. And do you know what people did with the palm branches? They waved them in the air for Jesus. They thought Jesus was king. He was our king. And that was the way they went to honor them, was waving the palm branches. They put the palm branches on the road, and Jesus walked across or rode his donkey across the palms. But, and I want to read you a scripture. Coming from Matthew 21, verse 8. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees. The crowds then went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, today, do we have to wave palm branches to show people we love each other? Do you think so? No. You have a palm right here. That's right. That's exactly what you can do with your palm is wave it. And when you wave to somebody, you're telling them you love them. You don't have to have a green branch. Your palm serves as a message for love. It's a message to say, I love you, when you put your arms around them. It's a message to say, thank you. Boys go by and they say, high five. That means they love each other or they care for each other. So we don't have to wave the palm to show our love. Put your hand up. Give a hug. Touch somebody. And they know by your using your palm, that's a good thing. That's a show of love. Jesus Christ was our king. And years ago... That's the only way they knew how to show their love, was to praise him. Put the palms down and let the donkey and Jesus ride over them. When you go to school this week, show somebody you love them. Pat them on the back. Do a high five. Say hello. Let them know that you're full of love for them and that Jesus gave you that love. So let us pray. This special day, Lord, we thank you. I especially thank you for the children because they are so full of your love and the love for their family and this church that we need to say thank you every day. Lord, as we enter in this week and we approach Easter, we thank you for the gift that you gave us of your son. Protect us, Lord, this week. Keep us safe and bring us back together as a family to worship next Sunday on Easter, the day he arose. Amen.
remain standing for our prayer this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, we rejoice with those this morning who sang, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Father, we hunger this morning, Lord, for more of you. As we come to the table of remembrance this morning, Father, we remember your life, your death, the sacrifice that you took when you took our sins upon the cross. Father, that is why we are here today. We are here today because of your love for us, and we are here today to worship you. Take these tithes and offerings. Bless them, Father. Bless the gift and the giver of that gift this morning, and bless the service, the choir, our time around the table this morning as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, as we remember your life and death. Father, bless this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you, Cheryl. If you have your Bibles or you can find one in your pew this morning, I would like to invite you to turn to John chapter 6, and I would also like you to stand with me this morning for the reading of God's Word this morning. We'll, beginning, uh, we'll jump around a little bit here in John 6, but we're going to begin at verse 35 and then skip over to verse 48. John chapter 6, beginning at verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. And jump down to verse 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of my world, for the life of the world, is my flesh. And the last verse I'd like to read is verse 58. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. May God add his blessing to the reading and preaching and the hearing of his word this morning. Thank you. You may be seated. I would like to invite you to do something that uh, for me and for many of you will not be hard to do this morning, but can you think about food for a moment? Is that, is that, is that too difficult? We can, and now some of you, maybe each Sunday when you come to church, you know, that's, that's all you can think about, you know. If, if you hear anything I say, it's just a plus, right? But some, you know, some of us like to think about food uh, a lot, and some of you may do that when you, when you come to church on Sunday mornings, but... Um, uh, if you're like me, you know, I want you to think about, uh, well, let me ask you to do this. Think about your favorite home-cooked meal or your favorite restaurant, okay? And what, are, what is one thing you typically enjoy eating with your favorite meal? It would be bread. Would I, would I be correct in saying that? Uh, and for us now, it's, you know, it's cheese bread or it's garlic bread or it's some type of roll or it's, you know, the bread that so-and-so, grandma so-and-so makes or that aunts, you know, so, that somebody makes. And so can you go there with me in your mind this morning? Are you there? Can you see yourself there with that bread? All right. Try, try to stay with us this morning, okay, for the worship. But uh, now you can do that after the service today. But um, I have a story about my favorite bread that I'd like to share with you this morning. But it was in the late 90s, and I had come back home from college. Every parent loves that, right? You know, when your children's come back home from college. I'd already, I heard somebody say that this morning. Um, uh, but, you know, your kids, so I was, I was that kid. I came back home, and I was serving at my home church while I was attending Garden Web Divinity School. This was in Hendersonville. Well, and uh, so I'm working with the youth, and uh, we had a lot of girls in the youth group, and I had one of the parents say, well, Keith, I've had somebody move into one of my rentals that I think you may enjoy. You know, everybody's trying to set up the, the single youth guy at the church, you know, and I think you would enjoy work, or, or I think you would enjoy meeting her, and I think she might be good to help with the youth girls. I said, really? I said, well, tell her to just come to youth one night, and she can sit in with us and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, she came to youth. Her name was Renee. And she came to youth that night, and so I asked her later, would she like to go out and talk about the youth? And she took me up on that offer. Uh, and so, but our first date, that was ice cream that night, but our first date was at a, restaurants that, a restaurant that many of you know called Fats. There's one here in Shelby off of 74. But there was one in Hendersonville, and that's where, where Renee and I had our first date. And, um, you know, you can remember what you're wearing and remember all these things, but I, I remember a lot about Renee, but I also remember something that I'm about to share with you. I remember these special rolls that they, you know, that they serve. These, these, these poppy seed rolls. 
uh, I don't know if you're laughing because I remember the roles or I talked about. I do remember what Renee was wearing, and I do, I do remember all that. But I also remember the roles that I, that I ate that night. And uh, I love, that, those are my favorite roles. I love to go to Fats and load up on those poppy seed rolls. You know, I could just do that for a meal and put that butter, honey butter that they have, you know. I think they're going to be in heaven. I really do. Um, uh, but, uh, it, I mean, th- th- these, are, these are special roles. You, you may have your restaurant, okay? You may have your, your special roles at, at, at somebody's house. But, um, you know, but what we enjoy as a part of our meal the people here in the first century, uh, that was their main meal. It was only the special families and those who had uh, significant means that would enjoy fish or meat with their meal. But what we enjoy, again, as a part of our meal, that was uh, part of the main meal uh, the, for, for the people of the day. There weren't many fancy options. There was just bread. Bread was the main element of the diet at the time. It was the staple of existence. Only those, again, in lofty places uh, could, could have more uh, there at the dinner table. There was no fast food chains, no Italian garden, snack shop, quick snack, or flying pig, uh, but it was bread. Also, during this time, every community would enjoy the sound of the meal. If, if a community did not hear that sound of a meal, then the town would have significant concern about its future. Here in John 6, at the beginning of John 6, we did not read, nor did I want to read all of John 6, but I would encourage you to maybe do that later today. But here at the beginning of John 6, we have Jesus' feeding of the 5,000, a significant time, significant story that is recorded in each of the four Gospels. And then we have the crowds following Jesus, and then Jesus begins to explain and begins to use this idea of bread. He speaks of back in... um, in verse 31 of John 6, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread out of heaven to eat. And so he, he references this. Uh, some, some thought he would be this perpetual provider of food. That gee, If we follow Jesus around, he'll be this, this, this constant fast food restaurant. We can just kind of follow, follow Jesus around and he will meet our physical needs as well as our, our spiritual ones. As Jesus spoke to the crowds and to the disciples about being the bread of life, his words spoke with leaping logic as they remember Jesus saying near the beginning of his ministry that man shall not live by bread alone. Some remembered this, and some in the crowd we could say as well from the story that we read, maybe this was not on the forefront of their minds. We can also remember in Jesus in the Lord's Prayer when he says, when he was teaching his disciples and others how to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. It's also interesting, Jesus, the bread of life, was born in Bethlehem. It was pointed out to me a few weeks ago, uh, the word Beth in Hebrew means house, and the word Liam means bread. In Hebrew, in Aramaic, it could mean meat, but in Hebrew, it, uh, it's the house of bread. Our Savior was born in the house of bread. I don't know if you've heard that before. Liam can also mean sustenance. He gives life and sustains life. He nourishes our lives. He is our nutrients. Again, he is our provision. To have bread was to have life and sustenance, and so many followed Jesus as the bread of life. When Jesus identified himself as the bread of life in these passages of John 6, he was saying, I am fundamental and the essential part of the diet for my hearers. When you take communion today in the Lord's Supper, you are echoing the words, I believe you are the bread of life. Jesus, you are the nourishment. You are the purpose, the hope for my life as I walk this side, but you are also my hope for eternal life as well. I shared with you the story of my first date. Let me share one more. I was uh, 12 years ago, 
Uh, I was entering a new community called King, North Carolina, uh, just above Winston-Salem, to start a youth ministry position at Quaker Gap Baptist Church in King, and uh, I was unfamiliar with the church that I passed there in downtown King. It was Moravian. It was King Moravian Church. And I noticed as we began to become much more familiar with Winston and surrounding communities, and later I pastored in the Rural Hall community, became great friends with the pastor at the Rural Hall Moravian Church. Uh, there was Freedburg Moravian Church. And as I began to, to familiarize myself with around Winston-Salem, there were many Moravian churches around Winston-Salem, a strong uh, community there in the Forsyth County area of the Moravian churches. And one of the things that we were introduced to quickly was the love feast that they have at Christmas and possibly at other times of the year. And the Rural Hall Moravian pastor who took me under his wing, an old man that looked uh, and had his, had his beard and, and looked, he would fit that Puritan mindset of a guy, you know, you, you want to see that round hat that he, you know, you, you think, I'm sure he had one in his closet. But we, we went to a children's love feast, and it was the first one that I went to, and it was so special. The way they treated Aiden, he was a preschooler at the time, uh, or excuse me, this wasn't 12 years, it was a few years after we had been there, we took him to the, to the children's love feast. Again, he was, he was preschooler, and the way they loved on him, but the thing that sticks out in my mind about that night uh, was that during the, the love feast, it's a service there in the sanctuary, and they, they serve the kids, uh, instead of uh, coffee, that they serve the adults, they would serve the kids, you know, apple cider, and they would do this, and then they would do um, this special bread. And so whenever I see that bread, whether it's in a grocery store or in a special, because it, it's not exactly the same bread that they served us. But whenever I see that particular type of bread, it, being, it brings back memories. And I don't know about you this morning, but uh, it, it may be that when you're sitting at a certain table or eating with a certain family or at a certain restaurant, when you, when you have a certain type of bread, it brings back memories. And this morning, I invite you as your pastor to join me at the table of remembrance. And let us remember this morning as we partake of the bread, as we partake of the, the juice that reminds us of the blood of Christ, let us remember Christ and his body. And is referred to, as he referred to himself, as the bread of life. And not just the bread of life, bread of life but he says the living bread. Will you join me in a few moments at the table of remembrance and let us remember his life and the sacrifice that he gave for each of us. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our choir. We thank you for this table and those that have prepared it. Father, we remember this morning your life and your death. Father, as we partake of this bread, let us be mindful, Lord, of your body that um, you gave for us so that we may have fellowship with you. We're so thankful for this time of the year and for this day when we can come to this table of remembrance. Father, bless each one here. Bless the choir as they lead us now in worship. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As the choir prepares for the worship this morning, I also invite the deacons to make their way down as we will in a few moments celebrate the Lord's Supper. Thank you.
of the risen King. That is why we gather, not only today, but every Lord's Day. We come to praise Him, singing as one voice. We also come today especially to remember Jesus and His journey, first to the Passover table, then to the cross on Calvary, and beyond to the empty tomb. And He invites us to savor those moments in fellowship with his people. He bids us come to celebrate his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, and his gift of eternal life. He bids us now come to the table. Oh, 
In those days there was a man known to us as John the Baptist who was sent from God to be a witness, a forerunner of the Messiah. John reminded his own followers, I am not the Savior, but a voice of one crying out in the wilderness. One day John saw a man, Jesus of Nazareth, in the crowd, and God revealed to John the truth. He proclaimed of Jesus, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world.
invite you now to join us as we come to the table. In just a moment, we will pass the bread and the cup, and I would ask you to just hold that, and we will partake of that together. If you are comfortable in saying the following words to your neighbor this morning as the elements are passed, as we pass the bread, if you are comfortable saying to your neighbor, uh, the body of Christ broken for you, I invite you to do that. If you are also comfortable saying uh, the blood of Christ shed for you as we pass the elements this morning, I invite you to do that as well. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, was reminding them of this special night, the Last Supper, which we will remember, invite all of you to a special service this Thursday called Monday Thursday at 7 o'clock, and we we hope you could join us for that time. But Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we come to this table as your guest, resting only in the worthiness of your Son. As we look upon the emblems of our Savior's death, may we remember why he died, to cleanse and to heal, to satisfy your righteousness and justice. We remember his eternal love and boundless grace. May we receive the assurance of forgiveness this day, the assurance of eternal life and the hope of glory. As the bread and the cup nourish our body, so may your indwelling Holy Spirit strengthen our soul 
until the day of Christ appearing, when we will hunger and thirst no more and sit down with him at the heavenly table. Amen.
said, do this in remembrance of me. Scripture tells us that on this night in the same manner, he also took the cup after saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, we thank you for the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of sin. In his name, amen.
Scripture says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. The prophet Isaiah said, We are like sheep, each of us turning to our own sinful way. And because of his love for us, God would not let us continue to wander hopelessly. Instead, he paid all of our sins upon his own to pay the price of our disobedience. Jesus was led like a lamb to slaughter, willing to become sin for us, that by his death our iniquities and our sorrows could be taken away forever.
the cruelty against him began with a betrayal. One of his own turned Jesus over to the Roman and Jewish authorities. Jesus was tried, beaten, and mocked. Then carrying his own cross, he went out to the hill called Calvary. There they crucified him.
sing hymn number 377, Jesus at Your Holy Table. If you're here this morning, the choir has, uh, has taken us through the story this morning, the story of our Savior, uh, the story of that final week as well. Uh, we, we, our service began, and as we were reminded today as Palm Sunday, as the choir was holding those palm branches, but they've taken us through the story, the story that is one of forgiveness and one of hope. And if you're here today and would desire prayer or to pray at our altar, I would be happy to receive you and to speak about church membership. Uh, but let's stand and sing and let the Lord lead us as we sing hymn number 377, Jesus at Your Holy Table. house today. Would you say amen? Amen. amen. Well, the Lord has, uh, you may be seated for just a moment. Uh, the Lord has done a wonderful work in uh, many of our lives over the course of the last several months, but we have someone this morning that would like to share just a brief word of testimony. But God has worked in this young lady's life the last year. And so Sybil, you come up and okay. say a word to us. I just want to say that today is one year anniversary of my surgery for breast cancer. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I just have to be up here to praise my Lord this morning because today I'm alive and I'm well. And I've just got to praise him this morning. And I read in uh, one of my books that I was given, it said, not today. Not today, but somewhere down the line, you'll be thankful that you had cancer. Mm. And all of us know, we say, no, that cannot happen. But I'm seeing it come true because I look out over this audience and I see so many people that I'm closer to now mm. than I was a year ago because you have been so loving and so giving and so supportive of me and Ed. 
and I've just got to thank you, and I've just got to praise my Lord this morning. Amen. Thank you, Sylvia. Amen. Thank you, Sybil, for sharing that this morning. Well, uh, Roger, choir, Cheryl, Sherman. Sherman's often overlooked up there. Uh, but uh, thank you all for leading us and, and kicking off Passion Week for us in a wonderful way. Uh, this is a, uh, quite a week uh, as we remember the events of our Lord. And again, we'll encourage you to come back and be a part of our services uh, this Thursday night. If you're blessed by the choir, let's give them one more round of applause. Let's receive now this benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen.